Yeah, I mean, we still don't have a name. I know. Oh, we do, right? What was it? I don't remember. Didn't we make one in our last one? Did we? Yeah, and we made it like the cover type, the cover. What was that? Two girls, two topics. Oh, yeah. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Um, we, okay, we're doing the podcast. We're on it. Hello, Sarah. Well, hello, I'm Caroline. Hello, I'm Sarah. And this is... Two Girls! Two, girls, two, two Topics! topics. <laughs> Improv. We did not rehearse that. No, we didn't. Um, we're, we're together recording in person. It's so lovely. Hello. We are together recording in person. Also, if you hear me chewing, I'm eating some oh, delicious yeah. popcorn. We're eating popcorn. Made. We're eating popcorn. So, if you have an issue with that... Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, just stop listening right now. If you are a popcorn hater, you this is not the show for you. No way. Anyway, that's <laughs> we're here. We're eating popcorn. I'm drinking wine, and um, we already did a lot of nice catching up about Sarah's week. So we're yeah. not gonna have any. Let's let's do three minutes of kibitz. Okay. We got si- until six fifteen. I'm watching the clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set a kibitz alarm. Okay, kibitz alarm has started. Um, um, Rose there, and Thorn of the Week, because it's Thursday. Oh, yes. Um, and, and something you're excited about in the next week. Okay. My Rose is that I finished reading Crying in H Mart, which is such a good oh, book. Oh, Marla, did you see my Instagram message? I did, and then I, I liked the tomatoes. I forgot. So <laughs> what happened was I went to go meet um, a new poodle puppy. Very that, cute. Like, yeah, really cute. And then... We got back at 4.10, and my train was at 4.30, oh, yeah. and I was, like, happen. rushing. I just, like, threw on a dress and put on some mascara and whatever. You know, I don't I don't really like tomatoes, but you grew them, and, like, I wanted to cook them, you know? But yeah. don't, I don't feel, I also like, have, like, chipped. I'm literally drowning in cherry tomatoes. I was thinking of, maybe, like, tomorrow, setting up, like, a little stand down my street, being, like, buckets of cherry tomatoes, $3. That's so cute. And yeah. donating the money. Oh, I was going to keep it No, you should myself. say, oh my God, oh, maybe you'll get, this is kind of sketchy and like shitty of me, but you could say, hey, like, pay and we'll go to like stuff for my students and then you keep it. Is that uh-huh. what, like, embezzling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was joking, so I'm, I kind of donned, donned, like made myself the person at work who collects money for all the um, yeah. events and there's been a lot of birthdays and then like a, a surprise baby. Mm-hmm. And I said to my coworkers, like, I know this is the third Slack channel that I'm asking you for money, but I promise I'm not stealing it. <laughs> like, Steve got all of the money for his baby, but <laughs> then that's how I'm like, the word embezzling is at the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Well, that's also like, so I don't know if you've, if on your Instagram you've seen like all these people posting fundraisers for like get, helping refugees <laughs> and getting people out, out of <laughs> Afghanistan, and I'm <laughs> always so. I'm so wary of those things. Like, there's a... I don't know if you saw the thing by, like, the meme page that's raised, like, $5 million in, like, no. two days. Yeah. No. It's like, I think the, meme, the guy's meme account was, like, Quentin Quarantino or something. Yeah. And he was, that's like... Clever. Yeah. And he was... Um, their thing is that they are working with a bunch of, like, um, security... Oper- but that's also, like, private security people and, like... Mm. Organize like humanitarians in Afghanistan, like all this stuff, and they have a plane that they like somehow had, and they're like, we need two hundred fifty thousand dollars to like 
for fueling and the plane and all of that to like go to Afghanistan and pick people up and like fly them back. Right. And they've raised over $5 million now. That's incredible. Well, it's incredible, but I'm also like, where, like, who, this isn't, and no one's accountable for this. It's not an organization. It's just a GoFundMe. Like, who knows where the money is going Like, does, does Clinton Quarantino... Does he have stake in this? Like, did he make it up? It's or Kibbit's time is over. It's his It's his account. Sorry, so. I don't want to hear it. Kibbit's time is over. <laughs> the three minutes are up. We'll talk uh, at dinner. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're being cut off. Finish your, um, please finish your sentence. Well, the Quentin Quarantino. Yeah, I was going to say that... Is the creator of all of this. He's the creator. Well, he's the one that made the GoFundMe page. But I like... And it has this real legal name on it and all this stuff. And, and he's like linked real organization so it seems legit and there's like been some news articles about him and everything so Hmm. it seems legit but i'm also like there's no way that they're not taking at least some of that they're not skimming off the top yeah yeah they must be like the red cross when you donate to the red cross your money's going to the red cross and a lot of that money isn't going directly to helping people it's helping them with their pr and to pay people and like all that so it's like but it's also like that is also part of having an organization. You need to pay people yes. salaries. You need to do PR. Like, it's not all just going towards, like, you know, you need that those people to then be able to help in a crisis. So absolutely, yeah. and and also like what you just said, help in a crisis. You need the backup funds too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, I you need to have a long-standing thing in order to be able to react right away in a crisis. Absolutely. The only place that I routinely donate to is Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And and it's like, if it is, I don't care if it's paying for condoms, free contraception for people who come in, yeah. or if it's paying for, like, the stoner behind the desk. What I, like, yeah. I'm, I, it's like this form of slacktivism of, like, I don't want to go out and do it myself, but I'll, like, retweet you, and I'll give you the money. And, like, yeah. slacktivism it's like poser-ish, but also it raises a shit ton of money, and it yeah. fucking works. Like, yeah, don't underestimate a social media plan. Yes, and I think it's also like not everyone can be the people that are out on the front lines, dra- no. like flying the planes, handing out supplies, like in the crisis areas. You need the people that are at home, sitting on the couch on their phone, being like, "Yeah, I'll chip I'm in fifteen dollars." Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like we're, it's like a system where. You can't just have the people donating money with no no one being able to do that, but also the people can't go out and do it unless you have people donating the money. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to make sure that we're still recording. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. I, I've never recorded, like, in the app. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that was not my planned lesson. Was not no. But <laughs> I don't think you would call that a lesson. I think yeah. that's just, like, a little taste. Yeah. Um... I went first last time. Would you like to go first this time? Sure. Do you have a preference? I don't have a preference. Also, oh, we didn't finish our roses and our thorns. Oh my gosh! Look, Kibbit's time is over. Uh, I know. We'll do it at dinner. Okay. Well, do you have a rose that you want to throw out there before we move on? That was nice of you. Um, wow. Well, that news today from Mark was a huge rose. Got a nice recognition. Thank you. Got a nice recognition. As I was saying to Sarah, I have no idea if everyone got that recognition, but I'm going to just take it as a good on me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my other rose, I got a freaking shower door and blackout curtains in my Fuck yeah. bedroom. Amazing. I bet the other morning I woke up and I'm like, it could be any time of the night. I was That's like, this crazy. is an issue. Yeah. But the good thing is that I'm sleeping through the night 
and I'm back to my 4 a.m. peeing schedule, which yeah. isn't a good thing okay. physically because that usually means like you gotta you gotta get better bladder control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are definitely few roses. Everything's coming up roses. Nice. My topic for this week is a bit different. So last week I talked about the history of the Olympics and some weird Olympic sports. Um, and this week I wanted to talk about the, his- the history of the nose piercing. Because Caroline and I both have our left nostrils pierced. And I know like it's become a lot more common thing. And yeah. I was also thinking, like, is this, you know, like, all the talk about cultural appropriation, whatever. Like, is this something that is, you know, maybe, you know, two Jewish women should not be, like, yes. living in the West having this. Fun fact, the first mention of nose rings is actually in the book, in the Torah, in the book of Breshit, or, you know, Genesis, for those who don't speak Hebrew. Yeah, I um, One of the wedding presents that Isaac gives his wife, Rebecca, or Yitzhak and Rivka, for those of us who know, was a golden nose ring. Oh. And so this is like, that was 4,000 years ago, so it's a tradition that has spanned all of Jewish culture, um, which, like, a lot of our traditions originated from the Middle East and is, like, yeah. based in, in that culture. So, very culturally appropriate. We are continuing a tradition of 4,000 years. Um, I'm going to turn this around so that, because I'm getting distracted by seeing the, like, levels. The levels, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that is a fun little bit of that. And then, um, you know, people still... You know, it's an a interpretation of that mention in the book of Brayshit. Um, people use it now as, you know, a dowry so as a, and as a piece of insurance. So Bedouin tribes, um, the Berber, and the Beja tribes of Africa still use golden nose rings as a way of showing the family's wealth and status. So the bigger and more elaborate the nose ring, the more wealth and status that your family has. Um, and also, this part I thought was really interesting. It's also a, a security for the bride-to-be because you can sell off the prize jewel in the event of the husband's death or divorce. So it's kind of like this like security measure. Um, also, in the 1500s, so I think when you think of nose rings, the thing you most think of, um, at least for me, is you know women from India and like that India culture. Um, and that practice actually didn't start until the 1500s, and it was actually started as a Ayurvedic um, healing practice. So the left side, if you got your left nostril pierced, it was associated with fertility and with female reproductive organs. So piercing your left nostril was supposed to help with menstrual cramps and fertility and uh, pregnancy. It hasn't fucking that. helped for you. No, Jesus. For me, it has not. Um, you should get, like, three more pierced. Yeah, maybe I should just throw my nose up with that. Man, my mom would love that. Um, and then in more recent times, they've also become a South American status symbol. Um, right? So, oh, this was not recent times. This is um, Chichen Itza, which is a mm. um, Mayan temple. So right. the Mayans all had nose piercings. And the bigger your nose piercing, the more high your status was. Um, so they're used as sort of a, a status symbol also. And then, of course, with the 
you know, after thousands of years of practice in the Middle East and Africa, the first widely believed spotting of a nose piercing in the Western world was dated all the way back in 1913. Huh. Um, when a French That's pretty singer, early. Yeah, right? A long time, like not even, a long time ago in the sense of I would think it would have been like the 70s or 80s. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, much more re- like in the more recent past than I thought it would be. Um, so there was a French singer who was seen with a left nose piercing while on tour in the United States. And then 50 years later, the counterculture and hippie movement generated the popularization of nose piercings in the hippie community. So it kind of was, it became, from being the status symbol in, like, the Middle East, um, and from helping, you know, being a sign of reproduction and all that, it then became a conservative rebellion in the 70s and the 80s, um, and, the, and mostly in the United States with um, the rise of the punks and goths and more facial piercings became part of that counterculture, um, because it was really in, you know, direct opposition to the very clean-cut you know, like, wholesome family look of, like, the 50s and the 60s. So this was a way of them kind of, along with mohawks and all of that, of um, showing that counterculture. And though, you know, it's really widespread. So many people have nose rings. Um, I will be celebrating my 11th anniversary with my nose ring this September. Congratulations. Thank you. And your 28th birthday. On my 20, yeah, around my 28th birthday, because I got it when I was 17, uh, around turning 17 in Israel and I've had it ever since and mm-hmm. it's my favorite favorite piercing when you came home from Israel your mom must have been so over the top angry she not knows. knowing your mom just like a mom anyway yeah she knew I was getting it I felt oh, okay. I told her before nice. I left I said I'm getting my nose pierced when I'm in Israel I and she wouldn't sign I needed permission like in Israel, you, they don't need parental permission, right. but for my program, I needed permission. Right, under 18. Um, my dad signed the permission sheet. My mom wouldn't sign it. But I came home with a nose piercing and a second hole in my ear. Mm-hmm. And the nose piercing she knew about, the second hole she didn't. Literally, the second I got off the bus, she hugged me. She looked at me. She turned my head to the side and goes, that's new. Immediately. 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 Yeah, immediately. And every single time... I've gotten a new uh, piercing. She's made me promise it's the last one. My mom too. Never is. And she's always like, as long as you don't get a tattoo. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) My mom's always like, why would you do that to your body? Your beautiful body. Why are you ruining it? Yeah. Um, So that is, yeah, my my history of the nose ring from 4,000 years ago to, you know, right now I'm sure there's a teenage girl or non-binary person or boy out there somewhere getting their nose pierced as we speak right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Oh, man. That was awesome. Thanks. I have two comments. One's yes. a question, one's a comment. I'll start with a question. Mm-hmm. So you say, you know, the bigger the nose ring, the higher status you are. I think you said in Mayan culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is not related. There's a drink called a, um, oh man, this is going to ruin the story. I can't think of the drink. Um, Caipirinha. Okay. Oh yeah, I've had one of those. Yeah. It's, it's like rum and, uh, lime. Yeah. Not mojito, caipirinha. And my mom and my grandpa both went through like a phase of liking them. 
and they didn't know what it was called, so they'd be like, to my dad, Phil, make me a Chichen Itza. <laughs> ah, my mom doesn't sound like this. We'd be like, ah, you gonna make some Chichen Itzas for everyone? Your mom sounds like the mom from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Linda. Linda. So I have a TikTok of me doing that voice on my Hinge profile, uh-huh. and like, this past week, I don't know, randomly, and there uh-huh. a lot of comments are like, oh, you sound like Bob's Burgers. I'm like... No shit. That's the whole point. That's the whole fucking point. Okay. Um, that was just thinking about hyperdemians, but mm-hmm. you said the bigger the nose ring, the higher the status. So is that the bigger the nose ring? Does that mean the size of the hoop or the size of the hole? I have a feeling it's size of the hoop. Right? It's size of the hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know in other cultures, stretching your ears and having mm-hmm. those big holes are are a tradition. Yeah. There's a. Uh... And I don't know the name of the tribes off of the top of my head, but there's a couple of a- tribes in the continent of Africa where they have the lips Lip. stretching. Yeah. And then ears. Um, there's also a tribe that elongates necks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned about all these in like anthropology in college, yeah. which actually, if you take off the neck stretching, your neck will break huh? because the muscles there are so weak. <laughs> Nuts. There's also a tribe that. Um, once a girl hits puberty, they start force feeding her, so she gets really fat, so she can't move. Why? And it's like the fatter you are, the more desirable you are oh, in that okay. culture. It's not like trying to prevent them from getting away. It is also part of that. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, that's that is like, interesting. So that's as like there's just the concept of like what is beautiful and what is feminine and all that. It just isn't very interesting to how it differs. Yeah, my yeah. gut reaction was to be like, oh, how can you let someone do that? But then I'm like, wait, what the hell? Like, that's their culture. Yeah. Uh, like, and how like, do you let, how can you let someone, I'm trying to think, I can't pull anything out of them. Oh, how can you let someone wear a crop top around? Yeah. Sometimes people wear crop tops and they're way too old to be wearing crop tops. Yes. And mini skirts and tiny yeah. little shorts. I was like, it's fine if Absolutely. you, <sighs> the issue is like, if you enjoy that, if you feel pretty, who cares? Yeah. And I, I probably, I'm getting angry because I'm like, I wish I had the confidence to wear that. You know, that's really right. what it is. Right, it's more about you than it is about that person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yes, it's about the hoop. And then the other thing I wanted to comment is the whole concept, um, you know, if your husband dies but you have this jewelry you can mm-hmm. sell. My grandma taught me all about that, like, specifically in the in the context of the Holocaust. Of, excuse me, like, or, I'm sorry, not the Holocaust. It was more of her grandparents... Her parents, my great-grandparents, escaping pogroms. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, pogrom, yeah. Because recently my mom corrected me, I said it wrong. Um, yeah, and she's like, yeah. hiding, hiding the jewels and, and making sure that you always have something real that you can trade for your life. That was Very like... real to me. And I don't remember if this is a story that happened to someone I know, or if it's something that I heard secondhand, or if it was from a book, but there... This actually might be someone I know. Um, they melted the gold down into nuggets, and then they put it in chocolate molds, and they poured the chocolate over it, and then, so the gold was hidden in the chocolate. Brilliant. And then when they got to America, they could melt the chocolate, or wherever they were going, I think it was America, they melted the chocolate, and they had all of their gold from the jewelry. Yeah, and engagement rings, they did that too. But I would also think, like, shitty people at Ellis Island would take your chocolate. Sure, they had. They would. They probably wouldn't care. Yeah, like they. I don't think they checked your your bag. Well, I guess that's not true because they did really invasive testing for like typhoid. 
Also, the I, 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 the, I would have, like, freaky nightmares about the thing of pulling up the eyelid. Because, you know, you go on a tour to Ellis Island yeah, and they, and they show, show you all the, the stuff. The hook, yeah. the aggressive Ugh, hook. Yes. <clears throat> um, we're very lucky to be born in this day and age. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not getting into politics. Yeah. Um, I But I still think that I would rather be alive now than any other point in history. 100%. If not just for the medicine. Yes. Just for the medicine. Definitely. I think that all the dental work I've had done. Yeah, and I'm wearing contacts right now. Yeah. And I, I'm taking... You look great. <laughs> thank you. But it's like, I took my birth control this morning. Yeah. I took my migraine medicine, which is also my anti-anxiety medicine. Like, I have all this other medicine I can take if I ever get a migraine. Or if I, if my jaw muscles get too tight, I can take a muscle relaxer. Like, I have the vaccines. Like, all my vaccines. Like, it, it's incredible. Yeah. I still I got chickenpox vaccine, but I still got the chickenpox. But oh, that's different sucks. story. I you can still get sick with vaccines, but you won't die. That's true. Yeah, I got shingles. Have I told you that when I was nineteen, I had shingles. Oh my god! And, and it was on my hand. It was and on like, your hand. On my palm. So the majority of my shingles hurt. Blister. Yeah, a lot. Were on the top of my hand, but I had one on the palm. And think about how thick the skin on your palm yeah. is. Oh, it was painful. No, this is like, nineteen really young to have shingles. Yeah. I over I overcame shingles. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, we got a we got a walk. So yes. let me let me get through mine. My topic. Yeah. I'm so excited. My topic is all about stomach pain. Ah, uh, amazing. So stomach Thing we both know well. It fucking exactly. Yeah. So I want to talk about stomach cramps, what's happening inside your body when you, are you dying? Are you really in trouble? Or is it just gas? Mm. And I am not going to make poop jokes. I'm going to talk about gas a lot, but I want it, to, I want to set the stage to like this, not talking about farting, I'm talking okay. about bubbles in your, gaseous, but yes, in your body. Okay. So I want to just set things straight. For the sake of time, maybe I won't go into too many too much detail, but I want to talk about the language. Mm-hmm. When you go to the doctor, they're like, oh, so experience severe, severe abdominal pain. And, or when you're watching Grady's Anatomy. Yeah. And I thought, what, what is my abdomen? Like, how much is the abdomen? So, you have your chest cavity, and that ends right under your ribcage. And under your chest cavity, there is a sheet of muscle, and that is what separates your chest from the abdominal cavity. And then your abdominal cavity, there's another sheet of muscle right above your pelvis, um, but the abdominal com- the abdominal cavity is anything between your chest and your pelvis. Hmm. And ladies, or anyone who has female genitalia, I you're probably asking where's your pelvis? Because I know for me, when I have period cramps, I don't know if they're stomach, I'm like, what is going on? Am I dying? Let me just smoke a bowl and forget about it. <laughs> and um, where's your pelvis? So people with female genitalia may try drawing a line, like kind of between where your thighs start, like the the crux of your what is this called, the apex or where your thighs start, and draw a Please. diagonal line to your back. And you're gonna like come like that. That is your pelvis. Your so it's really going to be your pelvis is like. 
those bones, right? Like the the hip bones. Mm-hmm. But so now you know when if you have female genitalia and you're having stomach pain, but you can't tell if it's stomach pain or due to having female genitalia, think about how far down is it? Um, is it near my intestines, etc. My doctors always ask me, is it above or below your belly button? Which I think oh, your belly well, button is a bit of a dividing line between yeah. like digestional and reproductive. Honestly, I do. <laughs> I didn't research where the diagonal is. I looked at a photo and I thought, oh, this is a way for me to describe it. That's a good way to describe it. Okay, it wasn't too far off. Um, Hips to the belly. Your waist is like where your your belly button is usually. Yeah. You have a lower belly button. You're always making me better. Always making me better. Um, So the takeaway there is just like, we're talking about abdominal pain, stomach pain, back discomfort, anywhere between your chest and your pelvis. Um, I have a fun fact that your body, your abdomen is put into four different quadrants when it's referred to by a doctor when they're thinking about what quadrant, uh, she's coding. Um, but the appendix is in the lower right quadrant. So if you feel pain in the lower right of your abdomen, that could be your appendix, but don't freak out just yet. Um, I'm going to talk all about different kinds of pain, et cetera, et cetera, but not know where my appendix is. There you go. Um. So on to the pain. Is it abdominal pain or is it a bellyache? What is the difference? Abdominal pain lasts for a long time and it requires you to kind of change your whole lifestyle or parts of your lifestyle, whereas a, a to permanently relieve it, whereas a bellyache will kind of just go away. Oftentimes when we say, my belly hurts, they go, oh, it's just a cramp. Oh, you're just cramping. But what the fuck is a cramp? I'm, I'm not a sports person. I don't know. So... A cramp, just to define it, is an involuntary contraction of the muscle or muscles caused by fatigue or strain. So we have all these definitions. We know abdominal pain is long-lasting stomach pain. We know that cramp is contraction of muscles, and we know where our abdomen is. We know where our abdomen is. We know where your abdomen is. So, are you dying? That's a great question when you have stomach pain. Yeah. I ask myself that constantly. Mm-hmm. Before you say, I have this, 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 and this, and I'm dying, it helps to be able to describe the types of pain. Specifically, um, I'm talking about stomach pain, but in general, the types of pain, to go over them really quickly, there is generalized pain, which means you feel it in more than half of your belly. So that would be a stomach virus or indigestion or gas. So, if it feels like your whole belly is wants to kill you, that is generalized pain. Um, if it gets severe, it might be an intestinal blockage. But remember, I'm going to go into it. Don't freak out yet. Not you, just like my sister who was listening. Yeah. Um, localized pain means it's only in one area of your belly. So, that could be organ-specific issue. Like I said, lower right quadrant. It could be the appendix, gallbladder, stomach. Yes, the stomach is its own organ, which I... Forgot. You know, you learned that one part of your life, but when do you ever have to remember that your stomach is an organ ever again? It's the size of one fist, usually, right here in your body. Huh. Yeah. You want to take over this teeth? No, <laughs> you're helping me, you're helping me. Um, cramp-like pain is likely due to gas or bloating, and it's followed by diarrhea. Hmm. Um, it's not serious, but worrisome, si- worrisome signs is if your cramp lasts more than 24 hours or if you get a fever. 
Um, so we have generalized, localized, cramp-like. And then colicky is the pain comes in waves and is very severe. It starts and ends suddenly. Um, I don't, I didn't do research into like sharp pain or dull pain, but um, those are the ways that pain is defined when you're talking to a medical professional. Mm. Is it all over? Is it in one place? Is it crampy? And then is it colicky, like really severe comes in waves. Today we're going to talk about cramp-like pain because that's personally what I relate to and I think a lot, a lot of people relate to with stomach aches. So Definitely relate to that, yeah. Fuck yeah. So you feel like you're dying when you have a stomach cramp. And I always think, how is it this bad if it's just a freaking cramp? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go over really quickly the causes of stomach cramps. So we said before that a cramp could be anything, like any kind of the muscles contracting, right? The, the, or spasming. There, the cramp causes include dehydration, so you lose, this actually has the science behind it, which I think was interesting. Dehydration, why you get cramps from that, I'm sure a lot of sports people, and including dancing as a sport, Sarah's a dancer. Um, I was. No, you're always a dancer, you know, when, you're always a dancer. Um, when you lose electrolytes, so that can be from a loose tushy, a little diarrhea, um, vomit, sweat, you can have muscle spasms, and that's because muscles need those electrolytes to work. And I don't know why I thought that was so sciencey. It's just <laughs> kind of pretty basic. Um, why, how can you know you have dehydration? Got a headache, dizzy, dark yellow pee, stomach cramps. You are dehydrated, girl. Mm. Um, next, gas, gas buildup. Um, this is something I definitely have had. So buildup of gas in the stomach causes the intestinal muscles to spasm. Because they're releasing the gas. I think that's so interesting. Hmm. I think that's so cool. Of like, it's not the it's spasming for a cause, <laughs> for a purpose. Um, very interesting to me. So it's like thinking about when you're actually. I don't like that example I have, so I'm gonna keep going. So bloated, sharp stomach pain. Do you feel full? Do you need to fart or do you need to burp? Then it's probably gas. Um, which is a good thing to keep in mind next time you're feeling like you're going to have an accident or you're just so uncomfortable, you want to cry and you need to leave the bar, which mm-hmm. never has happened to me. I don't know why I'm giving that example. Um, next, you know, it gets into a little more serious, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel diseases. What, that's more a lot about, um, for IBS, it's about like stomach pain, cramping, bloated, constipation, diarrhea, Constipation, you have everything basically as IBS, but then you have inflammatory bowel disease, so like as Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, and that means that your bowel is spasming. Hmm. So you're thinking like, what is inflammatory bowel disease? How is that different from irritable bowel? They're both upset. One's inflammatory, one's irritable. Well, inflammatory bowel disease, you can have diarrhea or weight loss, jealous, (laughs) Um, abdominal cramps, pain, fatigue, night sweats, constipation. So keep that in mind next time you're having um, chronic stomach pain. Um, Look out for the weight loss, look out for the night sweats, the constipation, and the fatigue, because those seem to really stand out. Besides the other ones, we have gastritis, we have gastroenteritis, we have infectious colitis, we have my favorite thing that I want to end on just for this part of cramp causes is called an ILU. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's I-L-E-U-S. And it's when your bowels become lazy or sleepy. <laughs> this is a cause of cramps. You've got sleepy bowels. Um, could happen for a number of reasons, but it's mostly infection, inflammation, 
Did you recently have a surgery in your abdomen? Do you use narcotics? Do you have a severe illness? Are you super actually lazy? You don't have physical activity? <laughs> All of those things. So like what I think is so weird and cool in a loo. So what is happening during when you have a sleepy or lazy bowel is that your bowels are filling with air and fluid resulting in the pain. Oh. Um, and then gastroparesis is an illu, so again, like that lazy, sleepy bowel that also involves the stomach, not just the bowels. And this happens with diabetes and can cause cramping after eating, which, so if you're experiencing cramping after eating, you're probably eating too quickly and you have gas, but it's very yeah. possible. Actually, it's not very possible. It's <laughs> gastroparesis, but interesting. It is, it is somewhat possible that it is gastroparesis. Um, Interesting. My sister has a lot of stomach cramps after she eats. Let's let's see now that. Oh my god, that's so cool. Not cool, but it's an interesting thing to come up. Yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. Um, we are running out of time, and I again wish I practiced. It's still a lot better than last time. Um, each time will be better. Each time will be better. So gas. How do you know it's gas? That is when your tummy hurts before you poop. That's constipation. That means there's gas buildup in the abdomen. Oh. So do you get stomachache before you got to go to the bathroom? Well, maybe like don't swallow so much air when you're putting Cheetos in your mouth, right? Like that will help. Um, Shoving popcorn <laughs> by fistfuls in your mouth. But if it is just gas, you know, walk around, get up, massage. Don't drink carbonated liquids. Um, wow, there's so much I have on gas. <laughs> um, but we're running out of time. We have to go to the <laughs> We have to go to dinner. Basically, abdominal pain, stomach pain, and it's basically a stomach cramp. Cramps can be caused by many things and are a symptom of many things. Most of the time, it's dehydration and gas. And um, solutions for gas, you know, don't eat gassy foods, idiot. Don't have dairy. Fewer fatty foods because fat slows digestion. And when your digestion is slowed, there's more time for the food to ferment. And create that gas in your body. Um, otherwise, if you don't think it's gas and dehydration, that might be the symptom of an underlying condition. Um, of course, obviously, by the way I'm talking, you can tell I am not a doctor. <laughs> so if you do experience mild, mild abdominal pain, you know, try sipping water, clear fluids, avoid solid foods for a few hours. You start vomiting, you know, little bits of rice, applesauce, easy stuff. But if you actually are feeling incredible pain, go to the fucking doctor. Talk to the doctor if your pain, call your doctor if your abdominal pain lasts one week or longer, if your pain doesn't improve in 24 to 48 hours, if bloating lasts more than two days, or if you have diarrhea for more than five days. Mm. So um, that, just the warning signs of, am I dying? Well, let's check. How long have you been in pain? Um, is it subsiding? Also think about what are the things you've eaten today. Also think about what is the color of your urine. If you're if you're having a lot of pain, you're you're on the toilet and you see that you have the darkest pee you've ever had. You're not dying. You just need to drink some more water. Um, so that that's my topic. I hope I hope you got something out of it. I definitely did. Did you actually? Yeah. Oh, that's that's the, okay, the cool. urine thing when we were at camp, we used to say clear is the color of champions. <laughs> <laughs> To make sure that you were staying hydrated. It's so important. And yeah, also, it's like, so important. In college, I remember, I remember, like, Jess Bendy's would be, would talk about, I would tell her, like, she, we lived in the, we lived in the same city, and be like, mm-hmm. Jess, like, I have such a headache. She's like, 
did you drink any water today? You'd be like, no, I'm just drinking beer. Like, no, I'm just trying to be funny. But yeah. I'd be like, no, I didn't drink any water. Yeah. No, water is the most, if you ever, like, feel bad at all, like, you're in a bad mood, you've been sweating a lot, your stomach hurts, your head hurts, you're just, like, feeling generally gross, drink, like, eight ounces of water. Give yourself, like, ten minutes, and you'll, I guarantee you'll probably feel better. Can 100% speak from experience. Yeah. Water yeah. is life. Yeah. Life is water. Life is water. We this podcast. Water, we're made of water. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you. <laughs> it's brought to you by smart water. By just water. Your body is 73% it. Sarah, we can't get a, a sponsorship if it doesn't have a brand. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, speaking if of water. If your body is 75% smart water. You might be bougie. Yeah. You might be Jennifer fucking Aniston. You might be Jennifer Aniston. Which, you know, a lot of money, but not not great at love. Okay. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Two girls. Two topics. That's nice. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end.